Welcome back to another episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed the last episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. Before I introduce my guest, I'll share another entrepreneurial story to inspire you all. I will now introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Olivia Lum, who is referred to in this article as, quote, one of the world's most revered businesswomen. She is the founder of a Singapore-based water and power company, High Flux Limited, and according to Forbes, as of 2012, this article, she had a net worth of $305 million. She had an incredible story as well. She was adopted and raised by someone who is referred to her as grandmother, but her adoptive grandmother actually gambled away all of the money the two of them had and they were forced to live in a shack without running water available. I learned that she also faced similar adverse conditions as she grew up in Malaysia. She used her unfortunate childhood situation as fuel, moving to Singapore to chase a chemistry degree. She pursued higher education and her educational accomplishments have been the cornerstone of her success and is now one of the most admired women in business. In a separate article, I read a quote from Ray Ho, a retiree, who bought high flux bonds and also joined a protest with hundreds of investors in 2019 in Singapore's central business district. He said, quote, she was the Elon Musk of Singapore. You have not so sophisticated investors who buy into a leap of faith because they buy into Olivia Lum. Denise, what'd you like best about her story? Well, I think that everything we need to remember is alchemy we can actually shift energy at any moment in time. And what I love that she did is just amazing. She went into the suffering. She took her life experiences. And I believe we go through series of crisis, stabilizations, and thrives. I'm a doctor, mother and healer. And she alchemized. She took it. And she said, this isn't, doesn't need to be suffering. And when you're in that space, there's the quantum understanding of the universe and she used it. There's a, something called the zero point energy when there's crisis and she would use it as like rocket fuel. And she's so creative. See, that's such a big, big thing. When we step outside and we look at things as experiences, she looked at that and she figured out ways to do business better, ways to inspire people. And I think people probably just believe in her because of her tenacity and her resiliency. So she's like an in vivo example of an entrepreneur that like came from something and went into the suffering and just rocked it. Absolutely, I think you need to have a lot of the characteristics she has to be a successful entrepreneur. She's creative and she's certainly an innovator in her field. But that voice you all just heard, that is the sound of today's guest. My guest on the show today, someone I met through networking and was actually the first guest on my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. I am very proud to call her a friend. She is a world-famous doctor receiving the Outstanding Physician Award at UCLA 
and also the guest speaker at the Dalai Lama's Medical Society. As if that isn't enough, she is also a rock star entrepreneur. I won't give too much away, but to start, her podcast already has over 25,000 listens. I could go on for a while with this introduction, so without waiting, allow me to please introduce Dr. Denise McDermott. Denise, thanks for coming on the show. Vince, thanks for having me. I know that you hear my voice, everyone, but just I got to see Vince's smile and his energy. He has so much compassion. He's so tenacious. And you're just, you're just spreading so much love and wisdom. So thank you for being you. Well, thank you for the kind words. Denise, would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story a bit without giving too much away of that entrepreneurial journey? Well, I'm a mother, I'm a doctor, I'm an influencer, I'm an author, I'm a podcaster, but I really think the other thing about me is I've just stayed really connected in this moment. So I'm here. I'm me. I'm Denise, Dr. Denise. I can't wait to learn all about your entrepreneurial endeavors. On the first podcast we did together, you provide an enormous amount of value to everybody to improve their mental health. We talked about a lot of great initiatives. And now, once I learned all about what you have going on in the business world, too, I figured we had to have you on the show because I know you're very passionate about what you do. And what I do on this show, Denise, that's a little different is I do the big five. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go? Ready. Great. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you just needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Well, I am happy with what I'm doing. I'm a, an adult and child psychiatrist, so I've always had my private practice. So I've always been having my own business. So I was an entrepreneur that way from day one after I finished my fellowship. But my new endeavors really were inspired when I was at a women's meeting that really was in, empowering everyone to integrate altruism into every part of their business model. And I felt like as a doctor, I had so many tips and tools. So then I established the Dr. Denise brand, which I didn't need to do because my, my practice is always, I feel very blessed. I have a full practice without advertising. But the Dr. Denise brand was how can I take my tips and tools of mental health and reach a greater audience. And so my entrepreneur mind thought of every way to do it. And I wrote a, didn't just write a business mission statement. I wrote a spiritual mission statement and my mission statement, because I integrate that concept of psychiatry, science, and spirituality into everything I do. So I wrote this mission statement of attracting all kind and I capitalized it and I wanted to integrate concepts of meditation, kindness, mental health. And I went big. I didn't even limit to this planet. (laughs) I thought every background, race, gender, sexuality. And so since then, if you go to my podcast, you'll see all the cool people I've interviewed. And right now, um, I I also have done, since I launched the brand, I've launched a jewelry line. I was a consultant for a Lomi lingerie for a wellness expert. I've been to India at His Holiness. I've done, I'm doing Keep It Real with Darnell Stokes. I have Carve Out Things on Alchemy with Dr. Best. So my mind is vast and it's infinite. So I, I think I am one of those people who every day wakes up excited. I love it. I want you to share exactly what was your first entrepreneurial endeavor right when you started and you got that mindset, like I can do more, let's create this brand. You obviously have done a lot since, but share with our listeners that want to get off the ground, get going. 
who have that big vision like you have. What was going on? I think the podcast. The podcast? Let's yeah. Hear about it. What's the name of the podcast for everybody um, listening? The on? Dr. Denise Show. And that was in 2016. And guess who the first guest was? Who was it? An MMA fighter named Big Daddy, Gary wow. Goodrich. And he was so inspiring, just like your story. Vince and who you are, he is someone that's an MMA fighter that has traumatic brain injury. And I thought that uh, it's so important if you're going to reach the masses, you need to give everyone a voice so people can know that we're all connected. And I thought if I'm going to change the way we think, talk and act about mental health, so many men don't know how to talk about their inner world. I'm going to go big. I'm going to have an MMA fighter on my show that can take down. He was 260 pounds at his height, height of his career, and he could take down 450 pounders. And he's so masculine. But on that show, he actually spoke about his vulnerabilities. So I think I have like this creative mind of the sky's the limit. And so that was the first entrepreneur endeavor. And then the very, when you said the very first one, I think it was when I did Kool-Aid stands when I was a kid. I did these Kool-Aid stands and I would add like popsicles and extra things other people didn't do. I love when my guests bring up those early childhood tendencies of being an entrepreneur, the iced tea stands, all that. But since you went on your own and did your entrepreneurial thing here, Denise, what are one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur you feel? Well, I think you have to also know who you are. I, the dif- most difficult thing for me personally is that I'm too trusting okay. and that I see the best in everyone the very first time I meet them. We can talk so about the most that difficult like, thing yeah, I had yeah. is I was defrauded and yeah. now I can talk about it. I, yeah, I was defrauded by um, an NFL, NFL player and I'm not going to even use his name. It's kind of like Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love JK Rowling shout out to JK Rowling. Um, but I took the energy of that man, um, lying and stealing from me and I won the lawsuit. And then I actually did a carve out series called rocking a betrayal. That's now helped nine other women. <laughs> and that actually, so I'm using yes. the rocket fuel. So he stole from me. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's really common in business. A lot of the people that I know that are entrepreneurs run across greedy people yeah. or people that lie. And I, I learned that and I'm ready to play even bigger now. I look at it as you stole from me, you fucked with my kindness, and now I'm gonna use that as rocket fuel to even spread more love, more light, and help other people. So I think one of the big tips I would have out there is keep your inner circle, really watch for um, people's actions and words matching up. If, listen to your intuition, if you're a really positive person, you might just project someone's goodness that you see when it's not really there. Right. So you want to look for red flags. And I think that's something that happens a lot in business. You've got to figure out over time, you've got to vet people. Everybody you might even need to do background. Yeah. What'd you say? Everybody wants the help. But you, you, know, you got to do background checks. If you're going to end up doing big business with people, uh, yep. contact Vince. Mm-hmm. I have a rock star private eye that has friends in the uh, uh, places in the government. So I'm just telling you, the, the magnitude of what happened to me is something that's it's like similar to this um, Olivia story. So we're going to see her. She's her own beautiful entity, but I'm using the fuel of that. So I think the toughest thing is that I have so many great things to say, though, about being an entrepreneur, but you asked for the tough yeah, ones. Yeah. Well, let, what's, one, what's one more difficult part of being an entrepreneur that you have to go through running these businesses? 
Well, I think that in my private practice, that's up and running fiscally and that's like thriving. I think when you're trying to build a brand, be an influencer, be an author, be a guest speaker, you really, it takes some time to actually monetize. So I think one of the most tr difficult things, and we're also during the pandemic now, is that we need to be adaptable and we need to figure out where the funds are to monetize our skills. I yes. think the biggest challenge is even if you have this following like I do or this, it doesn't mean that that's actually turning into cash flow. Mm -hmm. So you need to remember when you're building your dream or your vision, you have to have your basic foundational income coming in. And my mom's like, Denise, you're doing so many podcasts. Remember you're on earth and you need to still see patients and make money. So as you're building your empire or your product or your show, yep. you need to have time where you carve out to make money. And then you have to figure out how, when you're going to monetize. And I think you need to know when to sort of stop doing a certain project, even if you love it, if it's not meeting your fiscal goals. I think that's great advice. You always have to make ends meet. No matter how passionate you are about something, there's a time and place you have to carve out. But what is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned, Denise? And what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you all the way up until today? It's the one I've already said. It's not listening to, not seeing the red flags of someone that was a sociopath. So, but I always look at things as like, alchemy yeah let's see let's more did you, what did you take away from this situation if this is your biggest lesson learned what's some advice you can give to other people follow your own intuition follow your own inner voice pay attention to red flags and the minute you know something doesn't seem right it's not right I think that's very simple advice, but that's the best way to put it because you have to just look what's right in front of you. If there's something going on, don't just think it's nothing. But Denise, if you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would that entrepreneur be? I think Elon Musk. Why? Let's hear why. Well, I think he's a visionary. I think that besides all the things he's doing as a business, I, I, besides my abilities here on earth, the earth way of talking about things, I have dreams, I have premonitions, I have inner knowings when I'm there, like with a patient across the way, I can tap into their energy. And I would love to just sit in a room with him. And it's not even about all the money he's making. It's more about his intellectual and intuitive process. So I love the way people's minds work. It really turns me on. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know like the, his mind. I would love to just spend like a day um, speaking with him. Where would this meeting be in an ideal world? Oh, it would be in a group setting with my friend that's a uh, practicing psychic <laughs> in my office in Manhattan Beach that has an ocean view and a view of Malibu. I just fight him straight over to the office. And then I'd want to channel some cool things that we could all do together. Do you have any interest in his space missions he's speaking on? Um, you know what? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, maybe you can tell me more about that. It's more the process. I don't have too much information. I don't have the interest about the space stuff. It's yeah. more, I already pick up um, because I'm very intuitive that he's so visionary and intuitive yeah. that it would just be incredible to just hear him like tag off of ideas. 
because when you're in a room with someone, you have their energy and your energy, right? And there's invisible energy. So we have words, thoughts, and ideas, but we have downloads when we're present with someone. So I just think it'd be fun. Absolutely, but Denise, let's look into the future a little bit here. Where do you see yourself in all of these entrepreneurial endeavors in one year and five years? Let's start with one year. What are we seeing from Dr. Denise in one year from today? Well, I actually have been building great relationships with Jarnell Stokes, and we just launched a podcast, Keep It Real. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that evolves. And I, you know, we're in the pandemic. So how can we be creative in the next year based on what's going on with travel? Right. I'd love to see myself doing more online events that monetize. But right. actually, Jarnell and I are rock solid in our relationship. So I want to see where Keep It Real goes with Jarnell. And then I have amazing things going on with Kathleen O'Toole, who's my co-host for Dr. Denise. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. Andrea Best with On Alchemy. And then Marjan Marmouli on Diva Discussion. So I have these, I call them karmic burners. And I'm excited to see which ones kind of, which ones the flame goes up at different mm -hmm. times. And then I'm going to use the wave of what's going on in the economy to see what, what we can do because, you know, with deep compassion, many people are out of work right now. Right. And so where are the money's going to be and how can I serve people and give them some tips and tools from a mental health standpoint? Like I've been doing no charge, right? Yep, you have, so yeah. where I see myself doing is online. doing everything that I'm doing, but then monetizing it, but being realistic, I'm building an empire. And so in five years, which I think yes, I, I, I can't wait yeah. to hear this because I know oh, how five big your, years, your dreams are very big. I, well, I just actually, sometimes you don't want to say my dreams are already happening. Yeah. I already have almost 200,000 followers. I'm attracting the high level people from all around the world. Mm -hmm. And I see myself in five years reaching millions, mm -hmm. not just hundreds of thousands. Absolutely. And I see that sooner than five years because my heart, I am heart centered. Mm -hmm. I am the real fucking deal. Mm -hmm. And when I was faced with fraud, I went and helped all the other women and I built a galvanizing group of women. There's probably going to be a movie rocking a betrayal. So I see my brand, the Dr. Denise show evolving at mass levels. Mm -hmm. I see all my relationships with everyone like staying strong. I have a jewelry line that I did and that 21% of that, I integrate altruism into everything I do. 21% of every bracelet goes to an orphanage I help in India. So I'm just going to continue to be the change, have my actions and um, words and thoughts line up, mm -hmm. and I'm going to have humility and gratitude. And it's really not about me. God's working through me. And I'm attracting an army of people that I call the Justice League. And I, I'm just excited. So I, there you go. I love it. Well, Denise, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode today. I love how you gave the listeners the big ideas for a big vision. I loved how you broke it down in the beginning that, you know, it's going to take a little time to build the brand, but then it could amount to something as large as what your brand is and what I know my brand will be one day. But it is time for the last word here, Denise. And as you remember, I do this on the other podcast series as well, because I want my listeners to really get to know my guests. Something that you'd like to share with everybody that we didn't touch on yet. Okay. So when you're having your most difficult day, look at it as an experience now, not even a life lesson. Because when we say the word experience, it's more neutral. 
And I highly recommend going into the suffering and having fun with it, going ha, 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 ha. So use your most toughest days to inspire you, much like Olivia did with rocket fuel. So crisis, stabilization, and thrive is something we all go through. Use your suffering. It is the time you have the most energy in the quantum understanding of the universe worth its zero point energy. So go into your suffering and have faith that you're going to come up with amazing ideas and you'll know your tenacity. And that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Every entrepreneur I know has gone through times where they're defrauded or someone lies or there's bankruptcies. If you look at all the most successful people, you, that has to be like in your mind, like it's child's play, right? So go into the happen, suffering. Yeah. Would you mind please sharing your professional social media, their website, ways for our listeners to learn a little more about you, follow your endeavors, or request your services? Okay. On all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I am at Dr. Denise MD, D-R-D-E-N-I-S-E-M-D. And then my website is Denise at drdenisemcdermott.com. Thank you for sharing all that. And everybody listening on, be sure to check out her incredible social media and content to improve your life today. But it is social media time for the show and we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn, at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we're at Podcasts by Lancey on Twitter so you get updates from both of my shows. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancey.com. You check out my books, DM me. I want to hear from you. We have Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, both on Amazon now. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. And this one is from Olivia Lum the entrepreneur from today's spotlight story I started the show with. She said, don't think too hard and plan too much. If you wait for everything to be in place, you might miss the boat. Someone else could have the same idea and turning it into a roaring success. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.